Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Artistic State of Mind. My name is Juliana, aka Jules. And I'm Stephen, aka Smiling Mastermind, aka oh. The Ladies Gentleman, aka um, The Art Appreciator, aka I Run Out of AKAs. Just when I thought you weren't going to do it, I was I was thanking the gods above that you wasn't going to do it, and uh, I was wrong. Mm. You did it. I did it. Are you not going to be bored? Nope. Please, somebody tweet us and tell Stephen Stephen to stop doing it. Um, and if you do, then I'll give you a chocolate bar. A chocolate bar. I'll send you a chocolate bar. But hi guys, welcome back to another episode um, mm. of Artistic State of Mind. We are dropping another gem this week, ain't we? You know, mm. what's the word? Feeling, on it, on not it. on it. Feeling but, ourselves. Feeling, huh? feeling ourselves. Feeling ourselves. Yeah. Feeling, feeling. I'm feeling myself. I'm doing the American way. Um, but yeah, ain't we on it today? Mm. This week, another episode for you guys. Two in a, a two, two episodes. In two weeks. In two weeks, fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's great to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been conversating before we, you know, started recording. You know, talking about some stuff. So we're excited um, for what we are going to talk about on this episode. Mm. Um, before we get into it, Stephen, how is how has your week been? Man, oh yeah, bank holiday weekend as well. Bank holiday Living weekend. it large. Well, I didn't really live it that large, unfortunately. But um, I did. You did um, not. It was good. It was good. It was a good weekend. Good week, I would say. Um, I was kind of busy on like Sunday and Monday. Unfortunately, I didn't get to enjoy it. But Saturday, I did have fun. I went to um, Comic Con. That was that was pretty pretty dope. I saw a few um, saw a few panels. And there was a panel with actually. Um, Rosario Dawson, Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario yeah. Dawson. So um, she was talking about um season two of Netflix, Luke Cage, and you know her input. Well, in they bring that back still. Yeah, season two is coming out this no next well in June. It's coming out in June. Oh. So um yeah, so season two. If you enjoy season one, um I guess you can go and enjoy season two very soon. Um yeah, so she was she was one on the panels. Letitia Wright was there. She was doing some, you know appearances and meet and greets and stuff like that which was great and um, I met Mario and Luigi and that was the real Mario, Mario and Luigi oh, oh how would you de- define real but I was just it was just you know it was co- it was cosplay guys not cosplay but like you know in the costumes like, them, like Mickey Mouse costumes you've seen Disneyland and stuff I don't know what you call them just like people okay, dressed up as people them as and, yeah them. okay so not the real ones not the real ones there's nothing as the real ones is there unless you're in a game right Anything is possible. Right, okay. But yeah, I met them. I took a picture of them. That was really fun. They had like a little family. I want to see this picture. Uh, I'll, I'll show it to you later, oh. I guess. Um, but yeah, they had like a huge Nintendo area and stuff, which was great. So people had to like, you can play games there as well. Um, and I went to like the manga section, anime section as well. And I just literally geeked out because there's so many like shows. I saw like people selling magazines, people selling like toys and all this and stuff. you did and not buy anything? I didn't buy anything because... What I regrettably done is I went with my, one of my friends, and um, you have to you usually have to take cash out to, to buy stuff over there. Generally, they've got car machines, but I think there's like a charge or something like that. Oh. So then I, I was like really annoyed that I didn't take cash out. I tried to find the cash machine, and the queue was like crazy. So um, I was just like, yeah, no. But um, it was a fun experience. Um, I definitely want to do. It. I think it's coming. I think later in October. I don't know if I'll like be able to do it. I'll be available at that time, but 
we'll see what happens, I guess. But yeah, it was a great, great experience. Nice. Yeah, and sounds shout like out to everyone else like wearing like cosplay outfits and stuff. That sounds like really fun. I might do. I might. I might just go to Comic Con one day. Mm. Or it's not. It's not something that you can just stroll along to. It's not. It's not one day meaning that maybe next year I might look into it, oh, okay. or when the next time they do it. Yeah, it's, it's in October. So if you do want to do it, cool. Oh, the next one's in October. Mm. Oh, so not a year. I don't yeah, have to wait do, that they long. Do it twice a year. So yeah. Oh, cool. That was great. How about you? How was your week on your bank holiday? Oh, thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> I feel like you don't even ask me that at home. So. I don't. I don't. Exactly. So it's like hearing Stephen say, How are you? I'm like, Oh my God, I feel the love. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, I had a wonderful bank holiday, actually, very chilled one, very relaxed. Yeah. Um, I used the opportunity to catch up on some Netflix shows, and one of them, particularly, be, particularly being RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. Um, I watched season eight, nine, and 10. Wow. Finished. Wow. How many episodes was it like? Um, I think that each um, each series is only thirteen episodes. Oh gosh! But they're like fifty-seven minutes long each. Goodness me! No, wow. no, but it was really like I I I love it. I live for it. I mm. like. It's just amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did that, and then um, on the bank holiday Monday, I went brunching with a few friends. Mm. So I tried to be like a a cool hipster and took myself to. Shoreditch and did some boozy, boozy brunch. Boozy brunch, brunch. Like, yeah, like a boozy brunch. Oh, like is that anything al- like include alcohol? Yeah. Just, oh, I, mean, I see. Boozy I brunch. See, okay. I'm sure people understand what I mean. Maybe I, not. I, I, thought you, I thought you were just missaying like bougie. Oh, a bougie brunch? No, Bo- bougie, it was a it was bougie. a boozy brunch, but I didn't drink much booze. Okay. Um, and so yeah, no, it was really good. And then went back to work on Tuesday, and it was like a, the weather did a completely a complete three sixty. It did. Like yesterday was nuts. Mm. It was um, mad. And it was the one day that I decided not to t- drive my car to a station. Mm. And on my way home, it took me two and a half hours to get home. Wow. Two and a half freaking hours because trains were delayed, trains were cancelled mm. because of a bit of rain. God, you got to love London, don't you? You got to love it. You got to love it. Yeah. But yeah, no, apart from that, it's been a good week. Um, yeah. Still counting down to my holiday. I'm not sure long left now. So yeah. I'm sure you are. Sure but yeah, moving on swiftly. What's been the downbeat? What's been happening this week? Should we leave the juicy one till last? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. So um yeah, there's some news recently in regards to I guess film wise and stuff. Um obviously I did talk about Letitia Wright being at Comic Con. Um, I've got some news about her. So um, she was. <laughs> yeah, I love what you said. I've got some news about her. <laughs> it's not bad news. It's always it's always good news with Letitia Wright, which is great. Um, so she said that she will be honored to be. Um, she's honored to be a Disney princess. Obviously, her being in the Marvel Avengers Infinity War Part One, and also in Black Panther, being one of the stars in Black Panther. Um, she's ready. She said she's ready to become the Black Panther in in the next film. I would say it's, it's a bit still a bit early. Still a bit <laughs> wow. early. So are they looking to kill off um, T'Challa already? <laughs> no, I don't want to say so. But <laughs> spoiler alert, obviously T'Challa did disappear in Oh, we know he Avengers. didn't really disappear. But, but he didn't know. really disappear. I'm sure he'll be back. But um, yeah, you know, with, you know, news of um, interviewers asking Ryan Coogler about, you know, directing next Black Panther and stuff, he said he's there for it. And, you know, they said that if it was just an all-female cast, you know, in regards to... Shuri being the next Black Panther, would he be there for it? And he's like, yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll be down for that. So, um, yeah, you know, if you were to be like comic book accurate, 
you would definitely say Shuri is the next Black Panther because mm-hmm. um, obviously following the comic books, that would be correct. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, isn't it, like you said, a bit too soon? It is a bit too soon. Because we but, didn't get much to see much of the Black Panther, if that makes sense. You know, the only time we got to see him was in the, the Captain America one. But the it? thing is, if you actually think about it, he's actually appeared in three films already. Mm. So, But not like, not, fully loaded if yeah. that makes sense however i think when it comes to like contracts like that if you as long as you make an appearance in the film it still classes as i guess something Nah, as, we want more yeah we still want one more at least where you're doing some solid solid fighting solid fighting saying? he's done thought, one done one already oh he's done he's nah, done few well, the one with like his killmonger i don't mm, i feel like it was just like nah Mm. You know, it was mediocre fight. We want to see some real fights. Right, I see. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, I think there's still like, let, give us one more where we'll, we'll one one and a half more with Chichala really doing his stuff as the Black Panther. Mm. Okay, um, but yeah, so you know we'll have to see what they'll do next with the Black Panther film. I was hearing that um, in other news, obviously. Actually, this is still related, but um, they were saying that Donald Glover, they're looking for Donald Glover to be in the next one. They're looking I to sign that, him. But somebody said that that doesn't make no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. But, you know, it, it, it he does. Because he was in Spider-Man. He was in Spider-Man. Actually, yeah, that's very true. But no, there, there's ways that Marvel can do stuff. So I'm sure it wouldn't be like a case of him, like they, them recognising him in some kind of way. No, they'll, I'm sure Marvel will do something like that. Mm, but, okay. Um, they're saying that Black Panther's coming out next year, which is completely false because Marvel has Marvel Studios has shown their whole phase for the rest of the, for the next two years. So, and Black Panther isn't isn't there. I'm sure as Black oh. Panther is one of like the most or second most successful film in the Marvel Marvel like Universe. the Marvel Studios. I guess um, they will kind of want to push the schedule forward. However, I don't think it's that time yet, and I, I don't think they'll try and force another film out just because. It, the first one was great. Yeah, I think they'll definitely want to be strategic, strategic about it and mm. wait, wait a bit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, what's going on um, theater wise? We've got any news. So theater wise, um, great news, which I saw on the timeline, and I was like, "Woo, yeah, I'm here for this." Um, BBC have revealed an all female lineup of writers and stars for a new women's history drama series. Um, so that will be on BBC Four. So BBC Four has announced a new women's history drama series that will have an all-female set of um, writers and stars. Snatched, Snatches, Moments from 100 Years of Women's Lives Lives is a series of eight 15-minute monologues to make a century of suffrage in the UK, each inspired by women who have spoken out, challenged the status quo or made a stand often at a great personal cost. Mm. Um, so, uh, Snatch Snatches has been curated by the artistic director mm-hmm. um, of the Royal Court, Vicky Featherstone. Um, she's obviously she's also known for speaking up recently about the um, kind of like sexual harassment and discrimination that's been going on in the theatre mm. and she put together a lot of discussions behind that and panels and stuff like that so it's great to see kind of um, something like this for an all kind of like all female kind of thing happen um, with the BBC and she being involved in it mm. um, some of the writers um, are some of the most um, UK celebrated female writers which includes BAFTA winning Abby Morgan who did The Hour and The Split Zinni Harris who did Spooks and um, 
Tanika Gupta, who did Anita and Me, and also Emerging Female Art um, Female Writers, which are Evie Crow, Teresa um, Aikoko. <laughs> I really had to take a pause. Yeah. She did Girls um, okay. at the Soho Theatre. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. And um, Charlene James, who did Cutting It. I oh, was right. at the Young Vic. And also Vicky Jones and Rachel Delay Delahi, um, who wrote Roads. Roots. Roots, roads, roots, I believe. Okay. Um, so they will also be penning some monologues. Um, Vicky Featherstone actually went on to say that the Royal Court is delighted to be teaming up with BBC Four to bring to bring eight untold stories about original women who do the extraordinaries to our screen. Um, the wonderful ranges of writers, actors, and filmmakers involved represent only the tip of the iceberg of talent. Um, Provoke, oh god, I can't read, I can't see. What's that say? Talent and I, this is saying an idea, an idea. Sorry, yeah. it's like I, I need glasses, but it's like words are just jumbled. We have come quite a long way in 100 years, but these pieces explode with the proof that we are still, we still have a still have a lot further to go. Um, filming begins in London this month and snatches. Snatches moments from a hundred years of women's live is scheduled to air on BBC Four this summer as part of the BBC's hair her hair her season, making the anniversary of women's suff suffrage. So I'm very very excited for that. Sounds um, great. Sounds great. Yeah, so it's good to see kind of like um something like that being curated and to see like a array of kind of like really amazing kind of like obviously known writers and known talent, but mm. also at the same time, emerging talent yeah. being given the opportunity and, you know, familiar names that we kind of know within the theatre scene. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very, very excited. So if you guys definitely want to check that out, make sure you try and see. It's coming out in the summer, so it's always worth kind of like checking checking it out or putting a reminder in your phone mm. to let you know. So I definitely know that there's going to be some good stuff going on there. Right. Um, other news? Yeah, so um, I went to go and see a film I think last week or so. <laughs> I love how you like you put context into what you're about to start saying. I went yeah. to go and see a film. So um, I was obviously curious, obviously, be um, you know, with you know, the summer starting, there's several films coming out recently with like um, Avengers and all this stuff, and you know, the Star Wars kind of universe had to put out something for the summer. And they decided to do that with Solo. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. At this Call moment. a spade a spade. So um, obviously, in, in 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 news that it seems like Solo, a Star Wars story, um, is kind of falling behind in the box office projections for the weekend. So you know they had America had like more Memorial Weekend, and that's a big weekend for films. So mm -hmm. if you put your film out at that time. You're definitely, you're, you're, getting definitely, numbers high. you're definitely getting numbers high. Well, it didn't do so well. Um, you know, with with Solo, it's a it's it's a spin-off, just like I think Rogue One was like a spin-off of you know Star Wars and stuff like that. Um and it kind of focused on Han Solo, Han Solo's life before he became Han Solo, or the Han Solo in the Star Wars films mm. and stuff like that. And uh it had people like um Alden and 
Enright. I don't know if I said his name right or what. But um, and also Donald Glover's Lando, um, Emilia Clark. Um, it had Paul Bettany. He was also in um, Avengers as Vision. Um, oh yeah, him. He was in it. So um, you know, Solo. Yeah, was projected. You know, to kill the box office and rake in about 130 million, so about 150 million, um, in North America. Uh, and I was according to CNN, but it only, you know, not, I think the numbers were adjusted to about 105 million to 115 million. Um, and then it only actually pulled in 101 million, um, which is pretty far off from what they projected it to be, um, which wasn't great. I feel like it's only made so far anyway. So that was, it made 101 million in North America and then worldwide it made 100, 148 million. Um, but yeah, it's still there's still a few more days. I think it's probably been finalized now, but it's not that great in regards to numbers. Mm. Um, and us- usually with like a Disney film and Lucas film that has got a budget of two hundred fifty million, they're probably gonna make the money back. But that's what they're probably gonna do. They're not gonna kind of make generate any kind of profit from it, which is unfortunate. Can I ask you something? Do sure. you think the Star Wars franchise is dying? Um. You know, with Star Wars before, I saw the Star Wars before. I think it was no, it wasn't the Force Awakens. It was the Last Jedi. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that great. I'm gonna say that it was like it was. Now you've watched all the Star Wars. I have. I Star Wars is Star Wars. Um, yeah, it wasn't that great. I feel like the story itself is just kind of getting more played out. Even though they're trying to open up a different side of the universe with you know new, young, fresh characters. Um, but it's still, I still feel like it's struggling in some kind of way. And I think Solo was, played a huge part in that. Now, I think another thing in regards to like the numbers falling behind with the Sol- with Solo, um, a Star Wars story, is that Han Solo died in The Force Awakens. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the film, then you are definitely doing something wrong in your life. Or if you're a Star Wars fan and you don't know that, then shame on you. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Han Solo dies and, you know, people are just thinking, what's the point of watching a film about someone that's going to die later on? <laughs> like, you know, you know what their fate is going to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'll definitely say um, Donald Glover, who played Lando, um, Carizian, Lando, Carizian, Lando, Lando Carizian, one of those. Um, he was definitely uh, charismatic. He was definitely are you charming. just saying that because you have a bias? Probably it probably plays a part, but I I liked his like he he had great comedic timing in the film, um, and who else was great? like I didn't really like Amelia Clark's character. Well, I, I, I didn't yeah I didn't really like her character. I feel like she was convincing enough in some scenes when some she was reason, first. When she doesn't do anything that's outside of Game of Thrones, I don't find it convincing. Yeah, definitely because you're just know. so you're so used to seeing her as Daenerys. Yeah, Daenerys Targaryen, Queen of the Mother of Dragons. Um, yeah, so. But um, you know, is what it is. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Disney will somehow make their money back one way or another. I don't know. Um, I think I like I I had a conversation with um some of my um work colleagues about Star Wars and having not seen Star Wars. You haven't um, seen Star? Wars? Yes. Um, it's on my bucket list. It's something that I will go and see. It's a list. Like literally, I've got a bucket list of things that I want to do and. And Star Wars is watching Star Wars is one Trust of them. me, it is. Wow. Because it's a great conversation starter and you can talk about Star Wars for days. Okay. That's not the reason why I want to watch it, but I just want to watch it because obviously it's no it's noted as one of like the best franchise of all time. Mm. Um and I should know better as being a film film student, so I should know. Mm. Um but yeah, no, so the, the conversation was that 
a lot of people told me to watch the old ones. Mm. Forget about the new ones. Mm. Forget about the ones that are kind of like after two, even after 2000s. After maybe after 2000, yeah, 2006 yeah. or so, I would say. Yeah. Well, there's a particular number order in which I should watch yeah, it. Yeah, there's particular orders that you can watch it in, yeah. You know, which it would make sense. And mm. I guess that's what made me kind of think, yeah, maybe like them trying to kind of like give it life again mm. like it's a great opportunity for new fresh new stars and stuff like that mm. and shout out to is it daisy daisy ridley and john boyega exactly um, you know shout out to them yeah you know but at the same time you know when you can see that they're really trying to push for something and tr really trying to get i guess a new audience coming in mm -hmm. it's just not necessarily working and i felt like when they kind of like announced kind of like the solo stories i thought oh you guys are doing way too much yeah. i did find that and you know i guess it's it's telling now it is that you know people don't want it forced down their throats yeah. because it was only like last year that the last one yeah, the actual yeah. star wars came out yeah. so for them to bring it bring something out which feels like it was less than nine months ago mm. Which is kind of like a side. It's like a side story. Yeah, it's a, it's a spin-off, um, which is something that. Uh, really and then on top of that, you've had the kind of like the big Marvels happening. You've just recently had like Deadpool mm -hmm. also come out. You've had people are still buzzed on Avengers. Yeah, people are still buzz on the Black Panther, and you've got this kind of film also trying to come out at the same time. You kind of think, no. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thoughts. I have not seen the film, so I'm just talking from... I don't know what angle I'm talking from, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm kind of reading off of Stephen's body language and from that, imp my impression, it, it wasn't... It didn't go down very well. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, mm, that's sure. a shame. Well, you never know. It's always best. You can always try and rewatch all the old Star Wars and live in that moment. I guess so. But yeah, on that note, speaking of... I guess you just say that was a shame. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Seems like the next the next thing we're gonna kind of talk about in regards to like TV news. Um, ah, someone has decided to be stupid and shameful. Well, apparently she's been stupid for days. Wow, well, okay. stupid for years. Tell us about it. Um, so as you guys are aware, um, it's become the season, the years mm -hmm. of the basically TV broadcasters trying to revamp and re regurgitate. Mm. old shows from back in the day you yeah. know when you just hear like an old like actor saying oh how do you feel about bringing this back and you just think shut the fuck up like <laughs> it's dead now like mm. let it go yeah. well they decided not to let rosanna go rosanna and or... roseanne Rosa sorry like... rosanna rosanna sounds better to be honest <laughs> roseanne they decided to um regurgitate roseanne mm. um and bring her back to life and revamp the whole program um and what's happened is a lot of people had had their thoughts about it coming back there was mm -hmm. a lot of kind of like not speculation but a lot of talks where people were just like why would you bring such a show back you know it, the you know you've got in in the political climate you've got people obviously trump supporters mm -hmm. within the program and it's just kind of like you know it how I guess if influential television is. Yeah. So to have something like that, you know, kind of be on your television, it's very influential to people and da 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 da, especially political climate and how it is, rah, 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 rah. Mm. Um, so a lot of people kind of was just like they're not here for it. Mm. Um and telling as it is, 
as 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 per usual, mm. people like to do stupid things, and no, stu- not stupid things, ridiculously dumb things, mm. you know. And it's noted that she, um, Roseanne, has been noted to kind of like say certain things, um, but after so recently, it was exposed that Roseanne. Um, basically had a racial Twitter tirade against um, Valerie Jarrett on Tuesday. um, And the comment that she said, and I won't, I don't actually want to say the comment, um, but basically she said something along the lines of um, very racial. Mm. It was disgusting and you shouldn't really say something like that. And it isn't the first time where her tweets have been pulled up, where she has said certain things, racial things. Um, in that being brought to light, um, ABC have cancelled, I'd then gone on to cancel Roseanne, which mm. is amazing mm. and quite surprising because a lot of people have gone on and said, well, what are you going to do, ABC? Because yeah. apparently it's one of the top shows, mm. you know, top ratings yeah. every single week. So, you know, people are actually watching it. Mm. Um, and in a statement, BBC Entertainment President Channing... BBC. BBC, ABC, ABC, BBC, sounds the same. Um, President um, Channing Dung, is it Dung, Dungay? Dungay, yes, that's how I like to see it. Mm. Um, Roseanne's tweet statement is um, apparent, is that the word? I don't know what you're reading, I'm sorry. I I wish you were on the same page as me. I am trying to get to them. repugnant and inconsistent of our values mm. and we have decided to cancel her show short and sweet yeah. literally it was trash it was shit she's full of shit we're canceling her mm-hmm. show let's call let's call it how, it how it is and again it's great to see how people saw this and said what are you going to do literally literally tweeting abc at abc what mm. are you going to do about this it's yeah. disgusting what are you going to do best cancel the show best cancel the show and you have to listen to the people. If the people are telling you, fix up. Yeah. You can't have somebody like that on television. Change it. So that's what they've done. And um, Wanda Skies, who also um, has, I think, I don't know what role she plays, but I actually think she has one of like the le- leading cast roles. Is she a black, black lady? Yeah, black lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she's on so Blackish. Yeah, yeah. She's a comedian as well. Yeah, she's yeah. a comedian, okay, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, she then tweeted once the um, comments had surfaced. Um, she tweeted saying she won't be returning to Roseanne. She literally just said it like yeah. that, um, which is great. Like, I think it's fantastic when you people take a stand on things mm-hmm. and don't look at it. Oh, you know, I've got a paycheck. I've got to deal with this. There's also the conversation of, you know, I was actually on the timeline and I saw people like, oh, like. Um, Shonda Rhimes then went mm-hmm. on to comment It's a shame because what about all the people The PAs and the people that are behind the cameras That are now out of a job mm. Because of someone like that yeah. You get what I'm saying And it also poses the question of Is there sympathy when it comes to people like that Because it's all well and good Like you know cancelling the show Because of what the main what, what, cast yeah. member says but there's a there's a rippling effect of course it affects course a lot of people is. because yeah. people are now out of work yeah you know but at the same time it's just that why would you give somebody like that an opportunity and a, a show to have a show yeah if it's been known that she has these you know you know offensive tweets 
that she just openly says and it's just mm. like you know this is what happens when you give certain people like just leeway freeway to just say whatever they want to say yeah they just run with it that's true that's very true but um i feel like with the with the people behind the scenes i'm sure they would either be circulated to another show of some sort um, well, I hope so. I think yeah. it how it works is that TV, you work for a period of time and then mm. you move on to the next thing. Yeah, you know. So hopefully, with a, a lot of studios in the US, the hope is that you know they're able to find something else mm. to do. But at the same time, it's kind of like a, you know, you kind of think, oh, that's a shame for the people that you know work hard to bring this show together. It's all well and good the actors do their stuff, mm. but. You know, what about the people behind the scenes that actually are running around the studios and making sure this is done and da 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 da? They're now out of a job. But yeah. We'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, I guess so. Well, well, we know what happens. We know what happens. People are just saying now, let's put on a show that is written by black writers, which is true. Mm. But y'all, Make sure you bring back... Well, Blackish has been renewed for the fifth season, so I'm happy with that. I'm cool with that. That's great. But another show that's been cancelled, though, I did find out this the other day, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's not been cancelled. But it's been picked up again. It was cancelled. Yeah. But but it's been picked picked up up. by Netflix, right? No, not Netflix. It's been picked up by the original... I don't know if it... Is it NBC? NBC... Isn't it it on NBC? I think it was on NBC, and I think... It got cancelled and then Fox, who were the original right. owners of it, picked okay. it up. Picked I it might up. be wrong. I need to double check what studios actually originally okay. owned it. Yeah. But the original owners of Brooklyn Nine-Nine then bought, bought mm-hmm. it back. Did you ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, I did. Did you like I'm it? I'm actually up to date. Okay. Um, I liked it initially. It is kind of like... It's your kind of like your background show. Okay. But at the same time, it has some really like... it's. I still think it's hilarious. Mm. You know, I live for like comedies like that. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely been picked up. I wish they would have done that for happy endings. I still can't get over happy endings. Mm. It upsets my spirit, to, my core spirit that no one picked that up because that program had so much potential. Yeah. Like it was going to go far. It was so freaking funny. But your, your perception is funny is... No, a lot of people have said it's so freaking funny. Right. I guess it wasn't funny enough. No. Because <laughs> it got cancelled. It day. got cancelled because people just like, there was just... Wait, I think they're definitely down to ratings though, right? But at the same time, I think also because there was just so much like, and this is with the American studios, they just mm. put out so much. Yeah. It's like a factory. It is. And it is. they literally just put out a bunch of stuff and just hope see for the what, best, see yeah, what see, works see what and works. see what doesn't. Yeah. Apparently this one didn't, but it did last how many seasons though, right? Three seasons. Three seasons, that isn't too bad. That's a good run. But I wanted to see what happened with Alex and Dave Mm. after they broke up again. Oh, what a shame. But yeah. Yeah. Guys, hit us up. If you watch Happy Endings, I would want to talk about it with people. I want to have a Happy Endings, like, party. Okay, that's a bit... It's excessive, but no, but like a, a viewing party, just like watch all three seasons and just laugh. <laughs> okay, good luck with that. One. Actually, I'm gonna do that. Go ahead, like in the summer, that'll be so fun. Maybe I'll have a happy endings 30th birthday party. Okay, let's view all three seasons. But anyway, what else has been happening? The, mm. the juggernaut of the juggernaut. Has there um, been, been anything else before that? Before we go into the nah. Not really. 
Well, we we're just kind of talking about this lightly. Identity society, I guess it, it's kind of just become the main topic. Because it seems like people are talking about it. And I don't like to be the ones that kind of follow trends too much. But and plus we don't necessarily kind of... really talk about stuff like this anyway. We kind of just focus on the actual artistry mm. itself yeah. rather than the the politics. The, the politics behind <laughs> it. So but at politics. the same time, you can't talk about you it, it, I guess it falls hand in hand. Yeah, it does. It you falls know? right into the whole artistry because you know, there's people these this these these people are making art and you know at the end of it, it does sound it does sound a bit cliche and sounds a bit like no, they're not. They're just talking. But anyway, let's just let's just talk. Let's just like, delve in. Teasing, teasing this. So we're gonna. Well, just it's just. I guess. Do you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I was not privy to this initially. Mm. I didn't care for this. Mm-hmm. I'm normally the person that kind of just like, oh, that's happening. Okay. Um, like I've always mentioned, I'm last not last to know. I know of stuff, but I tend to wait for things to die down. I'm make my own perception of whatever it is that I need to make. Like for example, okay, so Drake, not Drake, Pusha T. So let's start from the beginning. So yeah, yeah. we're okay, we're talking about the whole Drake and Pusha T situation. This yep. is obviously after this isn't before we've this isn't before the Pusha T come back. So this is after and this isn't this isn't after the Drake's come back, after the Pusha T's come back. But what the f- what the hell? <laughs> okay, so let's start from the beginning, I guess, and then we so, just work our way through it. Last week, on what date? I don't remember what date. It doesn't have to do. It doesn't have but to let's just say, specific. okay, well, not, let's last just week, say, last week, Pusha T, Pusha T dropped released, an album, yeah. released an album, seven tracks. Mm-hmm. Everyone was living for it. Kanye West mentioned that the album was going to come out. We didn't believe him because he was just throwing out all dates. kinds of stuff. Yeah. All kind of dates and stuff And there was a worry there That you know Is it all true Are we get really getting an album mm-hmm. And we got an album We did um, Did you listen to it straight away I, I, it... I listened to it uh, Well yeah The date came out Or the day after it came out Whatever mm-hmm. um, And how many times Have you listened I've to listened it I've listened to then? it twice twice Shame only. on you it's But the thing with, with With Pusha T He is he's a, he's a great 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 rapper I can't I can't deny that That he's got Bars per se. Um, no, I'm joking. He's, he's definitely got bars. He's he's a lyricist <laughs> and he's he's all that stuff. But um, yeah, I enjoyed the Daytona um album. But there was a bit of con- controversy behind the art- artwork, wasn't and it? that's what stopped me initially from wanting to partake or give the album a chance. Mm-hmm. Maybe for me, I just felt like okay. Now, obviously, the story has come out that you know. They paid for the artwork. The mm-hmm. family decided. Duh, 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 duh. What was the artwork actually? The artwork would basically is a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom mm. before she had passed away. So mm. it's a bathroom, a bathroom hotel bathroom. I don't know what it is, but it's a picture of that. Um, a lot of people were in uproar about it because obviously Whitney Houston has passed. Mm. And why would you use an imagery? An imagery like that Especially in the passing And everybody knows That she passed away In a bathtub mm. So it was kind of like A lot of like You know links to it And it just felt like Really like They were pushing the button When it came to that If mm. that made sense But at the same time A lot of people like Well Her family Sold the picture yeah. From what I heard It's actually not her family That owned the picture mm. um, It's a third party Who actually Took the picture Took the picture And and sold the picture To Kanye West So the family 
estate has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think at the end of the day, morally, it's just the tone. It it was a wrong tone. Mm. I think if you, it's like when you go into a room, you don't just say a joke. You have to read the room. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't just go in and just be like and say a joke. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, comedians do no matter what. So oh, that's different. <laughs> if you're going to a comedy like club, then obviously yeah. But if you're going into a funeral, you're not going to bust a joke. Yeah, but I, I think this is definitely different. When it, sorry, but so I when it comes it, to like the whole Whitney Houston situation, I feel like when it comes, when it, it's, when it, it came was to very Daytona, poor taste. It, it seems like it was poor taste, but in regards to what Pusha T was saying on the album, in regards to like drug relation and stuff, I feel like it was quite fitting to some extent. I know, but then I think that to know that how the woman passed away. Mm. It's definitely, it's definitely a it's, sensitive... It's a sensitive subject. Yeah. And I think it's it's a very... It, uh, like, it's b- bad taste. Mm. I think you should... that You could have used something else. You could have used a guy, you know, weighing crack on the table. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, well, everybody's done that. You know, everyone has that album cover, I guess. Exactly. But at the same time, I guess... Yeah, you want to be provoking. You want to push the buttons. But to what extent? Mm. Mm. And you know There was There was people on You know Just I guess On the timeline People talking about how Because obviously Pusha T said He had He had his album cover Sorted out already It was all well and good And then Kanye was like he, Kanye saw the album cover He was like Yeah I'm not really feeling that I want to try something different I want to try this I want to try that And it, Kanye acquired The artwork for $85,000 I believe And the guy says he's broke Didn't he, he say he's broke? broke? Yeah oh, well, that's, that's another topic For another day um, But yeah He acquired the artwork For that And he's like This is the artwork You should go for And then Porsche was kind of I guess hesitant But he was like Okay let's do it He done it And then obviously It seems like it's kind of Gained some kind of um, Spotlight Um so yeah, obviously the reason why we're kind of talking about Pusha T so much because there was a particular track on the Daytona album that kind of got a bit of um, had a few eyes on it in regards to who Pusha was sending for. Um, he was sending for Drake in some kind of way, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he somewhat made it obvious in some ways. And he went in a few interview or went in like a little press one thing, and then saying yeah that. That infrared, that infrared track on on Daytona was for Drake, and do yeah. straight to the point. Like, yeah, point. I did it, and what I did it, and what. So, um, yeah, but you need to have that level of confidence. If you're you don't, you're not gonna pussyfoot around the fact that you're talking about something at someone, mm. and you're trying to just be use some undertones and be like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. You see how you want to see, see it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, tell me what it is, yeah. and he did that. He did. Do you that. get what I'm saying? He definitely did. Um, so obviously people are like Okay oh this is definitely a diss Drake has to come back Drake has to come back There's no way he can't He can't. Drake can't stay quiet about this And Drake didn't stay quiet about it mm. uh, Drake decided to release a song Or a freestyle called um, Duppy Freestyle Duppy Freestyle And uh, yeah he was going He was going for Pusha He was going for Kanye He was going for Pusha's fiance Um and yeah yeah he literally like hell broke loose he was just like i'm not holding back he Mm. was like i'm gonna say how it say what it is i'm gonna say how it is Mm. do you know what i mean and that's what he did i actually had to listen to the track a few times to kind of get (laughs) surprising i know i'm I'm really on it today i'm on the research guys just for you (laughs) um 
Yeah, no, I listened to it quite a few times and it was a few times where I had to rewind. It's like, rah, is that what he really said though? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But then again, like we were discussing earlier with Brent, it's like, you expect the punchlines from Drake. Definitely. And you hear it and mm-hmm. you think, rah, to the point where you have to rewind it back to hear it again and go, rah. Well, f- well, maybe, maybe for you, but for me, I heard it all, I heard it all at well, once at and I, I picked it all up and stuff. Even I'm not trying, I'm not trying to boast any kind of way, but like with Drake's music, I believe... It's like it's just it is what it is. It's not it's not a case of me re-listening to a track to try and see if I missed anything. For me, I heard everything. I heard what was going for. I heard what he was trying to say. Um, but yeah, like he said, he said he sent shots at Kanye, saying like in regards to like maybe Kanye's writing as well, and and to, saying that how yeah. Kanye asked for help. Yeah. Um, to make some of his songs, songs. like Father Stretch My Hands and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, there was a few, there was a few bars in there I thought was quite, um, was quite cute. <laughs> Stephen uh, said quite cute, you know. Um, like he's one rapper himself, you know. The man said quite cute. <laughs> but um, when it came to, when it came to, I feel, I feel like it's cute compared to what Pusha T had to say. Okay. So Okay, yeah. let's, let's kind of rewind a little bit mm-hmm. in regards to Pusha T's album mm. So the track That he laid it out on Was Infrared Infrared yeah Infrared Again I had to listen to that Quite a few times Because I just I, I couldn't really Like Like you were saying mm-hmm. With Pusha Pusha's one of those rappers Where you kind of have to You take it in But you're not really Taking it in Yeah Like it's not a bad way But he has this Kind of thing where Oh Who does that as a rapper I think Nas does that a little bit. Right, okay. Um, not that I'm a, a rap, rap connoisseur or anything, that mm. you don't get your punchline straight away. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't, you, you kind of listen to it and you think, bah, like a few times. Mm-hmm. I'm just slow naturally, so I had to listen to it <laughs> quite a few times. I also listened to Juppie Freestyle quite a few times. Mm. You know what I mean? But you had to listen to it quite a few times to kind of hear what who he's gunning for mm. or what he's saying do you get what i'm saying um overall before we actually go into the the depth of this whole back and forth what did you think of the album um it's it's hard to tell i know you've only listened to it twice yeah but in the two sittings yeah what did you think of it i enjoyed it i i I enjoyed the length of length of the album which is which is something that I'm starting to realize because I did, I did have this conversation with one of my friends. I'm not trying to di- I'm not trying to um, digress or go on a tangent here, but when it comes to what Kanye's doing, what Kanye's trying to put out, I think he said he's going to put out. Well, Pusha T's album was seven tracks, and I feel like he's, he's the project he's going to be putting out with Tiana Taylor and his his album, Kanye's album. Yeah, even Pusha yeah. Pusha even said that. All the guys that are coming out with albums, even his um, Kanye West and Kid Cudi's albums, yeah. all seven tracks. All seven tracks, and I feel like it's that, that is brilliant. That's the right length. When it comes to short, um, longer albums, uh, like maybe t- twelve tracks, fourteen tracks, I feel like it's a bit. There's a few songs in it like, that are very skippable. And nowadays, with the way the music, the way music works, and the way fans digest um, artists' music, it's something that. They don't. They don't want it. They don't want too much of it. I think as well. It it kind of leaves you wanting more, but Definitely. knowing that there's enough. Yeah. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like perfect example. Even though her, her, mm-hmm. it her album was an e. It's not even an album. It's an EP. Mm-hmm. 
I felt like those tracks that she had yeah. was enough. It kept me wanting to go back and listen to it again definitely, from the beginning. Definitely. And that's for both e EPs. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yeah, you feel like on the grand scheme, you think seven tracks. Ugh, what do you mean? How am yeah. I I'm meant to enjoy that? Yeah. There's got to be more. Yeah. But when you actually think about it, you think actually that's the right dose mm. because then it makes me eager to wait for the next project. Mm -hmm. And even Pusha T, if you actually listen to his Breakfast Club interview, he said mm. he had loads more tracks. Yeah. But, you know, when Kanye saw his Kanye's like, nah, mm. I'm going to start from the beginning. We're going to yeah. do this whole thing again. Yeah. And, you know, decided that seven tracks worked. Mm -hmm. And from what I was seeing, a lot of people kind of was like initially hesitant at the fact that it was seven tracks. Mm -hmm. But from listening to it, said actually it works, mm. you know. And Pusha T went on to say that, to be honest with you, we double checked whether it's worthy of a Grammy and whether it can classify mm. and be put up for a Grammy and it works out perfect. Yeah. It's something about five minutes, I don't know, mm. something he was saying. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just went on a tangent a bit. But in regards to from what I've listened to, I've enjoyed it. My two scenes, I've enjoyed it. I'll probably need to go back to it so I can literally like, like analyze it and critically examine it and say, okay, this is what I don't like, this is what I don't like. But from what I've listened to so far, I, I, I have, I've enjoyed it. How about you? You used it once, right? No, I listened to it twice today. Okay. I've only listened to it today. Um, I, I, I've, I got myself some, I got myself Apple Music. Boop, boop. So I'm now an Apple Music um, user. Um, and I listened to it um, earlier this morning, one time, and then in the afternoon again. And yeah, I liked it. Again, it, I'm not a hardcore mm. rap fan. Yeah. So I'm a bit slow on the nuances. And, you know, a lot of people mentioned that he kind of like, he, it felt like it was more 90s rap. Mm. Whereas I'm not familiar with 90s rap like that. So I didn't necessarily understand kind of like the nuances that he was kind of saying or the references he was, the the things he was referring to mm. that's from back in the day rap. I, uh, oh no, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's not my thing. Um, but at the same time, I definitely kind of like, it's, it's something I would listen to again because I felt like I didn't, I know that I'm going to learn more. Mm. The more I listen to it, I'm going to learn something. Yeah. In a sense that I'm going to learn a little bit about what he's talking about, a yeah. little bit, but having a more of an understanding. But I think the track that I kind of like liked, and maybe it was because it was something very, very different, was um, Santa Rea. Okay, yeah. Um, I just like tracks that I just kind of like have a different sound mm. and had that. And it has a moment where they're doing this occultic kind of singing thing mm. which is weird <laughs> I really liked it I actually really enjoyed it so you know but yeah I don't think you have your standout track do you no not, no. not just yet not just yet not just yet I think it's not my favourite track but it's a standout track mm. for me it stood I out I see Um, when I listened to it because my ears kind of went ping mm. but going on because we've gone back on a tangent and forward on a tangent so obviously fast forward to the double freestyle everyone's like oh Pushes over. This is it. Drake's destroyed him already in one track. Now we all damn well knew. If anybody knows Pusher as a rapper, he's not one to just be like me done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's noted that he's one of those rappers that just wouldn't just be like, okay, cool. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? He's gonna come back. Mm. 
and that's exactly what he did. So yeah, he today. Yeah, he yeah he did. Well, yesterday. Yesterday, yo, yeah, whatever day you listen to this, it happened on a Tuesday. Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. It did happen on Tuesday. So he he decided to bring out one of his tracks from volume, I guess from um his his um surgical summer, as you would say. <laughs> that's what he decided to call it because it seems like from this point on, everything he's going to be doing, everything's going to be releasing, is going to be quite strategic and quite um precise. Um, so he decided to release uh, a track called "It Was uh, the Story of Adidon," which is an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Now the artwork. Let's start with the artwork because that was that was very interesting to me. It's the artwork. That Drake is, that in blackface. Drake. That is Drake in blackface. I know, I know it's Drake, but yeah. I was just like, what? That is Drake Where in blackface. Fuck, that is did not, they find it? That is not Photoshop. That is actually Drake putting on blackface with a Jim Crow top. Um, I guess, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know where what to say this, about that. This picture's come from. I don't know how this picture came came um, into play. I don't know what he was doing to, to have this picture. It's quite interesting that... But, that has never ever surfaced before So I'm mm. sure They had cleaned All angles of the internet And made sure no one ever saw that Yeah But Pusha T Found it Found it Yeah Seems like father stretched his hands and was like, <laughs> <laughs> That was a bad joke That but, was <laughs> And I laughed so, as well um, Yeah so Yeah the picture The artwork was crazy And um Seems like it, it. It's just pointing or jabbing uh, at Drake, saying that he looks like a clown. He's, he's like, it's just this guy. This is, is this your king? Like, <laughs> you know, like Killmonger, Killmonger vibes. Like, this is someone that everyone not looks up to, but everyone rates and appreciates. Mm -hmm. Well, most people do. Um, and you know, this is him in in a way that you've never seen him before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then obviously the track. Obviously, we can kind of delve into the track a bit. Because where Drake, obviously I said before with the double freestyle, Drake went um, in regards to like he went he went at Kanye West, he went at Pusha T, and he also went at Pusha T's fiance. Mm. What did he say about Pusha T's fiance? Um, I don't remember exactly, but I think he just he just shouted out her name in some kind of way oh, okay. that obviously was somewhat disrespectful. And usually when it comes to rap, as soon as someone starts, I'm, I'm not a rap. I'm not a rap like. Genius. I'm not a rap, rap genius. I'm not like someone that um, can say what rules apply, but I would just know if you are calling out someone in that kind of way. Especially if it's personal, if it's more the personal element that. If it once it's personal, it's personal. Mm -hmm. Like, no, nothing can be held back from that point on. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Pusha didn't have it at all. Pusha was like, okay, I'm going straight for the, the juggler right here. I'm going for everything that you, everything you love. Like literally, he's he's Drake's dad, Drake's mum. Yeah, the um, the line about Drake's dad, brother. Yeah. I said, wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when it came to that, like, did you have to rewind it or something, or did you like hear it the first time? You oh, I heard it? that yeah, the first yeah. time. Yeah. So that was that was definitely... the one that I didn't hear. Actually, I listened to Pushes, the Pushes obviously clap back. Mm -hmm. I listened to that the, the first time and got it straight away. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, for me, I was like, I, I got it, but the, the, I, I listened to it once and I got it straight away, but those elements I had to pause so I can just digest it. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. did he just, did he just really say it? Because I, I didn't want to miss the next thing I was going to yeah. say. I was like, wow. He, did he, he just had say to that? digest it. You're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Did he really 
did he really do that? <laughs> yeah. So then um, obviously he talks about his mom. Uh, and he, he talks about the baby mom. Talks about the baby mom he had with Sophie or something like that. Yeah, and how was, that she, she would never a, be clean. I said she was a porn star, and then apparently Drake. He trying her to up clean her up, and she'll IG. never be. Ah, I was Drake like, wow. Still the stench. I was like, wow. Hey, I said, push her nah, stop it. It was literally He's gone for everything. rude, and nah. Uh, wow. <laughs> when I heard it, because I really did hear it the first. I was like, god damn. Mm. And then it gets even deeper. Hmm. So. Well, it was, it was one of two things that I was just like, wow, he we, we went there. There was no need, but he went there. Uh, when it came to um, Drake's producer, 40. So there was a bar. Um, he said 40 starting to look like 80 with his like kind of, he's starting to arch his back or something. And with 40, I don't know if you know this, but um, Drake's producer and longtime friend, like oh, from yeah. the get-go has, um, is it multiple? Multiple sclerosis. Sclerosis, yeah. And... Um, Basically, Pusha was just dissing him because of that. And people were like, wow, that, that's a bit far. But when it comes to this, this is what when I... When it comes to the rap thing, it... Like, this is what I love. Like, this is actually what I love. Like, all I hearing know is that don't, the most grimiest stuff it, it ever. It just needs to stay in the studio. It doesn't need to go beyond that. I don't, I don't and think, think Drake's I, and about that life. Let's be honest. Nah. He isn't. He isn't about I know that definitely Pusha isn't, like... Pusha probably, would be about that life, but I don't think he wouldn't do it. I don't think he would do it. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't do it. He He's a grown it. man. He has, he, I like to think he has sense. He has sense. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? He's yeah. not about that life anymore. 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 Yes. Um, and then obviously Pusha went for Drake's alleged son. I'm going to say alleged, but we all know he's alleged. But yeah, let's go with, let's let's go with alleged. Let's it, it seems like it really is a child. There's a child there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, which is, I think his name is Adonis, I believe. Um, and this is kind of um, interesting because obviously no one really knows that Drake's got a kid. Yeah. And Drake doesn't really say, yeah, I've got a kid and what. It's just a case of Drake's either, if, if he's been interviewed by it, he dodges a question or... He just doesn't bring anything like that up. Mm-hmm. And um, Drake's got a kid and how... It's interesting how... Because um, I did kind of read something. Not read something, but I did like, discover something when I was listening to the track. Drake's calling... No, Pusha's calling Drake's dad a deadbeat. And Pusha's also calling Drake a deadbeat dad as well. In mm-hmm. regards to Drake not taking care of his son that, he, that he's got. So it's just kind of like very interesting to see like it's just but apparently like a he then gone on to say something about how he's using his son as a press release for Adidas. Mm. Which is wow. Which was crazy. Which is crazy to be on TV. Wow. Um yeah, Pusha at this moment, I would say Pusha at this moment. I, I can't it's it's undeniable. It's, un- he's, it's really undeniable. He's he's winning at this moment. Obviously, maybe by the by the time this episode comes out, Drake's dropped something else and you know we have to we have to talk about that later on or whenever. But I think you probably have died down by the time we come back and talk about it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> Pusher would have defeated him by then. No, I don't know. I, I but you know what? I I don't to be honest with you, I don't care who wins. Yeah. I'm just you're here for the... I'm just here for the culture. <laughs> no, I'm here for the back and forth. I'm, I'm actually really loving it. I was probably thinking about... I was thinking about it today. I was just like, hearing these remarks and hearing people's takes on it as well. Um, is, and people's wonderful think pieces. Yeah. Gotta love and them. memes and all, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's, it's really, really fun and I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's not... It's, I won't say it's a positive thing, but it's good to see two artists um, going at it in a different kind of way rather than... You know, releasing singles all well and good, releasing albums all well and good, but literally see to see rappers rap 
in a way that you usually wouldn't see them mm. in kind of like like a battle rap way mm. is something that's quite refreshing to see because obviously we had the whole Drake and Meek Meek Mill thing and that was kind of like ended by what, two or three tracks by Drake yeah. I guess and that was like the end of that but then with this one it seems like Pusha's ready for the long one he's ready for this I think in the last he's got some receipts that he's hiding in his like yeah, he's look, got he's got some look, he's got some like, bullets in his artillery or he's got some he's got some stuff in his artillery that he's ready to let loose and it seems like like Pushes definitely here for for the like for the race of the marathon, you mm. could say. Um we'll see if Drake's gonna try and end it in one track or end it in the next What do you reckon track. Drake might potentially have in his back pocket? Hmm. I'll definitely say some maybe a few things about his past. Maybe he's gonna um it's gonna, but I feel gonna like, question. I feel pushes like Pusha Pusha's always been transparent, transparent yeah, with his past. Yeah, definitely. But I thought there's gonna be more. He's maybe Drake's gonna try and go for his brother. Um and stuff oh no yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i feel i really like them as clips yeah um he's gonna maybe go for like yeah definitely his past what he's done if he's actually done it all that stuff and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting but i would just i'm just looking forward to see what push has got next lined up mm. and i know i'm sure kanye is gonna either come with some kind of produced beat for pusher or maybe kanye might have a, like an ad lib in there one time because I know Scooby-Doo poop <laughs> Maybe not that kind of ad <laughs> But um, yeah We'll have to We'll have to definitely see What What happens next But it's It's all It's all great man I'm really really liking it You're loving it I'm You're loving, loving it. it I really am um, I guess it's It puts It puts the hip hop scene Back on the map It does Because it gives us This new energy Because I think The last time we we got a little bit excited. It was obviously the Mika the Drake thing, but that mm-hmm. didn't last very long. So we was just like, oh, okay, that's done. And the most notable one prior to that, yeah, obviously, from what I remember, was Nas and Jay Z. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. There's probably some in between that, but not as notable as that. Fifty Cent and Jarrell. Okay. Jarrell, but that was like, eh. that was, yeah, because. Jarrell couldn't come back with anything. Yeah, even though Jarrell said he did. And he said he beat 50 Cent. But Which, where? Yeah, no, nah, that was interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. That's I do like Jarrell. I like all his bangers and tracks mm. and stuff. But yeah, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see to what's next. Yeah, but there's also like something I, really, I saw really like, I saw online I thought was quite funny. In regards to like, if Drake was beefing 50 Cent, 50 Cent, would definitely. I don't think. I don't think Fifty Cent would maybe start rapping and stuff going at going at like Drake. But I thought Fifty Cent would probably go, go maybe try and go out with Drake's like girl, or whatever. Yeah, he does petty shit he like does that. Some, like stuff no, so petty Fifty Cent like that. is petty beyond measure. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna lie, some of his pettiness is hilarious. But it gets him into trouble. It does. It because does. you just kind of think like, why are you so petty though? <laughs> When you don't have to be Because yeah. there's sometimes Where he's petting You think why You don't have to be <laughs> But yeah That's something that Like uh, That would be interesting to see But this At this moment This this feud they've got going on Between Pusha T and Drake Let's keep it going man Let's keep it going I'm here for it Let's put hip hop back on the map <laughs> It's always been on the map It's always been on the map But let's really put hip hop back on the map And let's see Where the true hip hop fans lie Yeah Let's see that because I'm sure Drake fans will be like, oh, push um, Drake won because of this, because Drake had this punchline. Um, 
But yeah, I'm not gonna try and be an old head here and say you people don't know rap. You're not but even that old. I'm not even I'm head. not even that old, but old heads seem to always say, Yeah, push a one nap without without a doubt. Um Who you, you think is gone with? Huh. I would like to think I would like to think Be Pusha, honest But I feel Drake Drake's going to win Because in regards to the reach he has And the popularity he has okay. Pusha is Pusha is popular And if Pusha popular. wins Do you think this would be The end of Drake's career? No But definitely There's definitely questions That has to be answered by Drake In regards to Why he was doing that Like the blackface situation And yeah, he's just really got an answer for that Let's not We really walked all over that We're just kind of just yeah. But yeah that, that is something that he needs to answer to you. Mm. But if he needs answer to you, I'm just really disappointed. Yeah, it's such a shame. Why and I feel like what like Charlemagne, I was this <laughs> breakfast company, Charlemagne said something about how Drake can't say the N word anymore until he addresses what he's like. Because obviously the whole blackface thing, like he can't say the N word until he addresses mm. the whole situation, like why he was in blackface. And, the, and the, also something that Charlemagne that I found quite interesting, he said, um, you know, with Drake fans, Predominantly, his fans are women, mm-hmm. and you know, with this whole kid situation, is that that when it comes to the appeal Drake has, Do you it's, gonna, it's gonna it's gonna definitely tarnish his kind of image he's got because he seems like everyone would say the, like the perfect gentleman, the good yeah. guy, the good guy. The guy that sings to you about like I'm just saying you could do better. Why why are you with me? Some people are so fickle. Like, it's unbelievable. Well, yeah. <laughs> but really anywho, is. yeah. That's yeah. that's really. <laughs> Our very extended What's the downbeat Yeah Um, And moving on swiftly Because we haven't got A lot of time left Moving Mm -hmm. on swiftly To our sound waves Um, Opportunity circle actually Oh crap Opportunities corner I mean circle Yeah (laughs) There it is I forgot Can you you see life Can you really see life This is what's happening to me Is this like the moment We say cute intro music Oh yeah Cute intro music Like the new intro music is very cute mm. not very cute very cool mm. well done brent the producer um so opportunity circle i mean corner <laughs> I mean, um, no you mean corner no you mean you mean circle not corner oh opportunities corner i mean circle yeah whatever you said yeah um so on this week's um opportunities corner slash circle <laughs> um talawa talawa's is back um they are looking for you are you are you 18 between 18 and 25 um want a career in theater where tellers ty tytp is definitely something you need to apply for um tytp puts emerging theater makers um between 18 and 25 together with establishing artists to develop their practice test ideas and produce a brand new piece of theater in just four weeks um you will have the opportunity they have opportunities both off stage and on stage so whether you are a performer stage manager designer or a technician every element of t tip sorry that's mm. how you say it is tip yeah um i just said it the long way um every element of the tip process will be open to you from initial production meetings to script development sessions from meetings with graphic designers to the get out um so taking part is free please note tip is open to um 
participants between the ages of 18 and 25 and will be taking place from the 6th to the 6th of August to the 31st of August. Um, if you want to reply, um, go to their website, which is www.talawa.com slash get involved slash tip. Um, and make sure you apply before Sunday, the 10th of June by 6 p.m. And I think it's an application form that you'd have to fill out. Um, we've heard great stories about tip. Um, our lovely sister who is a actress, also did tip last year and they got some amazing reviews and feedback. So it's definitely something to be a part of. Um, and yeah, it definitely uh, gives opportunity for up and coming um, theatre makers to then progress within their their skill set of, you know, making some stuff and progressing as actors and and all that jazz. Yeah. Next one is um, Bloom and Theatre, Bloom Theatre and Film are looking for two 30 to 45 minute two characters fictional stage play to be performed in July this year at London at a London theatre. So if you are a budding playwright and would like to have your works performed, your work performed on a London stage, then this is the thing for you. Chosen by Bloom, Bloom Theatre and Film, a panel and a panel of their collaborators, the plays will be judged on originality, plot, storytelling, writing techniques, and enjoyment. Um, so they are open, not exclusive, but they're open to receiving um application submissions from um BAME and female writers, and it's got to include strong female characters as well as characters that can be performed in any accents. And, and ethnicities they're looking for exciting innovating and envelope pushing work um you don't have to have previous writing experience you can just enter on your own or as a group but you can only enter once the deadline is midnight on the 14th of june 2018 and the best place to send your play is to productions bloom at gmail.com and in the subject line put play submission and a brief explanation of why your play should be chosen winners will be notified by the 18th of june um and so yeah make sure you guys if you are um an emerging writer and you want to get your play out there on a london stage definitely go and apply um again email productionbloom at gmail.com and that's it for opportunities corner slash circle i mean corner <laughs> slash circle yeah it's is circle yeah yeah great stuff thanks thanks jules um so we're gonna kind of move on to sound waves sound waves so this is kind of just our recommendation kind of area maybe tracks you guys to listen to concerts you guys go and see theater shows you guys go and see tv shows tv you shows watch, you watch films. um and all that good stuff so do you want to kick off should i kick off I'll, I'll leave it up to you um don't really have any kind of concerts coming up, but I do know that. Um, obviously, I did last last episode or last week. I did recommend you guys should go and see Selection. Joe K. Joe K. and Selection Crew are going to be in um, going to be in London. Obviously, I, d- I don't know if I said where you can get tickets from. But you can get tickets from Ticketmaster um, or just simply Google it, and I'm sure there'll be ticket outlets out there, and also T Pain as well. Who's I think coming to London very soon? Is he well. sold out? Don't think he is. 
checked a day ago. He might okay. be now. Who knows? But um, yeah, check those out. I'll definitely still be my recommendations in regards to concerts to go and see. Um, you got any TV recommendations? TV recommendations, I do not. Um, Luke Cage season two is coming back. <laughs> Jewels rolls her eyes. Uh, yeah, I'm not really. I'm not sure if I watch it. I might watch it, but I'm you're not in a rush. It. I'm not in a rush to watch it. Season one was was okay, but wasn't really wasn't really 100 there for it. But also another great show that I think you people should watch that's on Netflix. Definitely check out before it goes, which is Sense Eight. Sense Eight season one and season two is out there, and the finale episode, two hour special kind of movie clip is coming out um, in June. So it's a two hours um, two hour film you could say mini film or like finale it's coming out in june i think june the 15th i believe or june the 10th so are you upset they cancelled that i am it was a great show it was a great show yeah it had promise potential promise yeah so that's kind of like my my shows and concerts you guys should check out for now how about you jules um i have a theater recommendation um i will be having the lovely pleasure of going to see this show tomorrow which is today when the episode comes out and it's leave taking at the bush theater um it's so it opened it actually opened on the 24th of may and it runs until the 30th of june um and we are i'm going to the press night tomorrow it stars um adua odoa serafina Beh. Nicole Cherry, Will Johnson, and Sarah Niles. Um, Leave Taking, um, just a little bit of a story, is in depth. While child Dell and studious Viv are soul sick, but when Eden takes her daughters for some traditional Caribbean healing, secrets are spilled and there's no turning back from for any of them. Taking Leave is the epic story of what we leave behind in order to find home. Um, Madani Ioannis uh, 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 um, directs the contemporary revival of Winsome Pinnock's classic award-winning play. Um, they also, so they're doing, um, obviously shows are from 7.30 um standard tickets start from 20 pounds and you can get count me in tickets i believe for 10 pounds um you can book online on the website and they also will be having um a matinee show from the 2nd of june and also um on wednesday from the 6th of june so there'll be matinee shows on saturdays and wednesdays from those following dates and i believe they also will be having post show a post-show event, which is a Q&A on the 6th of June. Um, so, yeah, definitely, guys, go and get your tickets. I look forward to um, talking about it on our next episode. Um, yeah, so that's the only theatre recommendation I have this week. So that's Leave Taking at the Bush Theatre, and that's playing from the 24th of May to the 30th of June. Great, great stuff, great stuff. Um, so we're going to leave off, I guess, with our song recommendations. Song of the week. I've got a few songs. Well, two songs that I want to recommend. I've um, got two songs this week as well. Well, great. good of, good for us. Good for us. Good for us. So you guys can definitely check out these tracks. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Um, the first track I want to recommend is by uh, Angel. 
Um, so he's back with yeah. You've been listening like, to this track, boy. Yeah. Um, he's back with uh, a new album, which is called Woman. The full the full album isn't out yet. I think he's released half of the album so far, and I think he's released another part half one. in yeah part one, I guess. In the other half, he's going to release the other half in June. So I'm definitely looking forward to listening to the other seven tracks or so. But the first seven tracks I've listened to from his album are great. But there's definitely one standout track, and the track I want to recommend is uh, Return of the Mackin. Summer just to hit it in the winter. I ain't gotta lose, you ain't gotta prove. They already know that you a winner. I got these figs. So yeah, that was Return of the Mackin by Angel. You can definitely hear a familiar kind of sample in there or like reference to Return of the Mac, um, which is really, 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 pretty much, it's pretty, 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 yeah, straightforward. It's pretty, pretty um, out there. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I liked what, what you done with the track. So yeah, that's something that I really. Is really, it who's it got on? It gets. No, it's just him oh, himself just him. on there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I thought gets. I meant gigs. Oh, that's probably another track of his. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, your what, second track. Well, no, you go ahead and. No, you do your second track. No, no, go ahead. I'm being nice. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So my first track. Um. As I mentioned last week, and I will continue to do so, it's a soca track on the lead up to Carnival, which is all the way in August. I will be doing a soca track every episode. And this week it is Patrice Roberts and Kesh, Like It Like This. Hope you guys like that feel good tune. Um, it's definitely one of my faves um, for Soka 2018. Um, I've got a long list of faves and I'm always constantly listening to some Soka mixes. So if you guys are Soka lovers and you can recommend any DJ um, that I should be listening to, any mixes I should be listening to, let me know. I already listened to DJ Private Ryan and I think DJ Shaker HD. So yeah, so send me some other mixes because I'm already up to date on that one. Um, your second track of the week? Second track. I've just found this out. Not too long ago, um, but Jay Huss has is released um, it's a, a little EP, and then um, it's called. Um, I was going to say a little cute EP. I don't know what I was <laughs> no, going to say. A little cute. EP, and it's called um, Big Spang. So it's S P A N G. Um, it's kind of I haven't really heard anything from it yet, so I'm going to recommend a track because I have a feeling it's going to be a banger. Um, it's got three tracks on in the EP. Um, one of them is called Dark Vader. Another one's called Scene. Another one's called Dancing Man. But I want to I want to recommend. Dark Vader. If I can, if I can, if I can, if I can, if I can have you, nobody can. Bare face so they all know who I am. If you saw what the skang done to the man, if if you saw what the skang done to the man, if I can have you, nobody can. Bare face so they all know who I am. If you saw what the skang done to the man, you wouldn't look at me, you go look your friend. Black boy come like a dark vader. Girl they looking like a tomb raider. Call my guy, tell him do me one favor. Leave the ends, come back a month later. So yeah, that was Dark Vader. I have no idea what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I'm sure it's gonna be banging. <laughs> Steve so is just out here just recommending music that he's ne- he's not even heard. I'm so confident. I'm. I feel like Jay Huss has got the source, so I feel like this is gonna be a big one. You so. heard it here first. Stephen's recommended a track that's just been released. Yeah, and he <laughs> hasn't day. heard it. You probably, probably listen to this and you'd be like, oh yeah, that's the track I heard the other day. But like, trust me, like I'm I'm in the future right now. Yeah, I yeah. Hear that. So yeah, it was your second track. Uh, my second track is just because I listened to it today and obviously we've been talking about it, it's from um Pusha T Daytona's uh, his album Daytona and it's um Santeria. Now that the tears dry and the pain takes over, let's talk this payola, payola. You killed God's baby when it wasn't his will and blood spill. We can't talk this shit over, this shit over. The Lord is my shepherd, I am not sheep. I am just a short stone's throw from the streets. I bring my offering, I will not preach. Awaken my demons, you can hear that man screaming. I'm no different than the priest, priest, Santeria. Um, so again, I'm loving the occultic sounds <laughs> in there. A little bit of Spanish and the Haitian and the whatever. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys check out. If you haven't checked out the album, Where You Been, it's been the one that's been talking about. Make sure you go listen to it. Um, yeah, so it's a rap. Yeah, yeah. I love how I said it like it's a rap, like, you know, we ended filming. But thanks guys for well, listening to... another episode of artistic uh state of mind where can they find us steven they can find us on twitter on our twitter at is at artistic som and where can they find us on instagram instagram you can find us at artistic som pod great and facebook you can find us on artistic state of mind we post on there usually so um we're usually more predominant on twitter so if you do want to add us with any kind of and also on instagram sometimes and instagram as well yeah so um ideas insults just comments let us know we'll fire some if you want to insult steven by all means the floor is yours (laughs) i'm taking the insults so i can also use them um but yeah it's been a fun one and make sure you guys you know share subscribe you know review us it helps us a lot um you know if you have any um you know positive comments if you have any criticisms let us criticisms let us know things you'd mm. like us to say talk about ways we can you know spice up the show let us know hit us up you know it definitely helps yeah but it's been fun it's been great steven it's been good we'll let's call it a, let's call it a day and yeah peace